So um, we might uh, want to do a couple of things. Um, generally, with kids and such, we have people coming in afterwards after the kids have had their openings. And so we want to introduce our new members when we had a chance to be able to get everybody, as, ma as many as possible, uh, in here. In the meantime, uh, what I can perhaps do is um, just kind of give you an audio report on what we're going to be doing, and then maybe it'll be a little bit uh, easier to see uh, once we get that bulb replaced. Um, we, um, for those of you that don't uh, know about what Advent has done in the past, we Every, every three years, sometimes four, depending upon the situation, we uh, sponsor a heritage tour to Germany to visit those significant Luther sites. And then we always, of course, include some sort of extra places that we might go. Uh, we have, uh, in one trip, we went to uh, Italy, to Milan, Italy, and then north up through Switzerland. Uh, in another trip, uh, we went up uh, to an island uh, called the Island of uh, Fur, uh, to a city called Vik, uh, which is up in the North Sea. Uh, at other times, uh, we have gone to um, France, to um, uh, Strasbourg, and also into uh, Paris, um, in addition, of course, to all these wonderful Luther sites. Um, this year, what we are going to be doing is we're going to start off by flying into Berlin, and um, we will go directly from Berlin up to a city called Greifswald, G-R-E-I-F-S-W-A-L-D, in Germany. The, um, you know, the E-I is pronounced I, and I-E is pronounced E. That's why it's Feeny and not Feeny. <laughs> Feeny would sound kind of stupid, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, anyway, we are, uh, uh, we are going to be uh, going to Greifswald. It was a very ancient, uh, old city. It was a, what they call a Hanseatic city. Um, for those of you that have ever heard of what was called the Hansa, it was a confederation of cities that were all around, northern, particularly northern Germany, but it included also a number of Scandinavian cities, and the Hansa was formed for the purpose of protecting free trade. And these cities became big trading cities as things would move from Europe to Scandinavia and from Scandinavia down to Europe. For, in particular, a city called Lübeck uh, is where it is that um, the Germans would, uh, would send their salt from the salt mines of Germany. They would send it by ship all the way up to Bergen, Norway, and in Bergen, Norway, they would take all the fish that those Norwegians were capable of being able to catch, and they would salt the fish and bring it all the way back to Germany again. There was quite a huge trade that took place as a result of it. Boy, am I glad that he knows how to do that stuff. Um, you're going to be able to figure it out? I don't know. We'll, I guess we'll see. Um, so um, uh, this uh, Greifswald was one of those. It was also a, a significant place. We'll talk a little bit about a man by the name of Bugenhagen. Um, Johannes Bugenhagen was um, probably, uh, next to Luther, probably the most significant force in the Reformation. He had been Luther's pastor in Wittenberg. And um, 
Bugenhagen came from a, a town that was just a few miles away from where we're going to be going called Greifswald. He was, he was uh, from this region, and as a result of his efforts, all of what was called Pomerania, um, the, uh, uh, you guys uh, are, are Pomeranians by your history and background, I think, weren't you? I, you don't know? This, this great, great grandfather of yours who went all the way to, um, to Hermannsburg to study came from, I'm pretty sure you told me, Pomerania. Is that right? Yeah. And the, the, the Pomeranians um, uh, lived up in the, on the Baltic region there. It was a huge area. Now they, today they call it Vorpommern and Hinterpommern. And a good portion of it is actually in Poland. Um, many of them were a combination of both Germans and also what they called uh, Vendish or Slavic people. So um, Bugenhagen was responsible for that. Now, are we, um, we going to go live here? I think the, the pictures are more entertaining than I am. Um, one for the money, two for the show. Yeah, we're getting there, we're getting there. Uh, is it bright enough? We gotta get some get some focus here. You okay? Oh, do you think that'll help? Oh, hey, all right. Good job. Yes, we um, we turned to Jim for for making us functional. All right, uh, real quickly, the departure date is going to be on the. Uh, there we go. Let's see if we can get this about like that. Okay, departure date will be on the fifth of uh, June. Uh, we are also making it uh, offer offering it that if you would like to go over one day earlier just to get over your jet lag and, um, and hang out in a hotel. It's not too expensive, and we could also do that as well. Just to give you an idea of where it is that uh, we're going to be going, right up over here is this little island of Rugen, and uh, Greifswald is right there. You see, uh, in the, that's called Mecklenburg, Vorpommern. Part of uh, Mecklenburg was the old part to the left. Vorpommern was this Pomerania area which was to the right. And you can see how far north that is um, as well. Let's see if we can. We're going to be going to the city of Greifswald. Here's this little island called Rugen. We're going to be spending one day, one full day in Rugen. We're going to be uh, going ultimately to the city called Bintz. And we will be stopping in a place called Bergen, which is somewhere right around in here as well. So uh, that will just be a day trip. This is the church that we're going to stay in. The church is a, um, it's a uh, part of what we call Selk, uh, Selfstandish Evangelical Church of Germany. And um, it is a, um, we're in fellowship with them. And the pastor there is uh, Heinrich Brandt. This is his wife, Jutta, and his daughter, uh, they are, he's, he's, his English is quite good, and his wife is going to be our little guide as we go around the city of Greifswald. She actually was a trained 
uh, guide four people. And she was very excited to, to, for you guys to come. Here's a little, the, uh, some of the uh, kind of the par uh, harbor area there in Greifswald. As I said, it was a former uh, Hanseatic city and the main town square in Greifswald where we'll be able to hang out. And um, I, I'm sure that none of you really like beer, but you might have to drink it. This is Johannes Bugenhagen, who is going to be the, um, a great person of focus. Uh, we are fortunate in that my wife's nephew, my nephew, uh, his name is Stephen Preuss, and Stephen is going, to, he is actually an expert on Johannes Bugenhagen. He is going to come and be with us in May, May the 20th, and he's going to do a presentation for you on the background and history of Johannes Bugenhagen, so it's a preparation. Bugenhagen is buried actually in St. Mary's Church, which is Luther's church is the, uh, in um, Wittenberg, where Martin Luther preached. He was, um, here he's holding the keys. You see how uh, he, there he is holding those two keys. He was a great teacher. This is uh, a little city called Bergen, where we're going to be going, the interior of the church. Um, I'd, can I get a pulpit like that? I would like to have one. Well, I guess I'm no, I don't need to anymore. It's too, probably too late. This is the, um, the downtown area where I, I did an exploratory trip when I was just over there in, um, in Germany just to, find, just to make sure that I understood exactly where it is we were going. These are the famous cliffs of Rügen, uh, the white cliffs, somewhat similar to the cliffs of Dover. And this is what they plant in Bergen. It's a... Um, it's, uh, is there somebody here with an agricultural background who knows what the word is for this kind of plant? It's, it's what is it? Rape. Rape, yeah. Not a good word, but it's, it's, um, that's what, it, what they call it, yes. It's a beautiful, the houses, uh, these are thatched homes. You find them all around in northern Germany. And we're going to be spending part of that day on the beaches of Rügen. Um, which is um, then after uh, we're gonna we have we have to yet we have yet to kind of uh, get this all nailed down here, but we plan on staying over and we're gonna shorten our trip just a little bit, and on Sunday go down to a place called Tangermunde, and um, it's a city that's on the Havel River, and uh, you might find it to be rather charming. Then we're going to be going from there down to Braunschweig. Um, here you can see where it says Brunswick. That's where it is that we're going to be going next. It's uh, famous because it was the city of Heinrich the Lion. Now, you're going to get so sick and tired of me talking about Heinrich the Lion, but he was probably one of the most significant people. All of the dukes of northern Germany are descended from Heinrich the Lion. He was the first cousin of the emperor whose name is you perhaps have heard is Barbarossa. And bar, bar, the Barbar was the beard, and Rosa meant red. He was the red beard. And Barbarossa and Heinrich the Lion, Heinrich the Lion at one time had all of Bavaria, all of Saxony, all of northern Germany. He conquered all of Mecklenburg and, and Pomerania. He, he was probably the most powerful person in all of Europe. And the emperor had a, a spat with him, and he ended up um, taking away all of his lands. Uh, he went to England, Heinrich the Lion did, 
and he married the sister of Richard the Lionhearted. Now, of course, um, the descendant of Heinrich the Lion eventually became George I, who became the King of England. So the House of Windsor in England is all descended from Heinrich the Lion. He was, he, was a, he was an extremely significant person, and Brunswick is where it is that he was from. Here are some of the churches here in Brunswick, Braunschweig. There are two names. Brun was a, a Saxon uh, king, and Avik was um, uh, like a crossing on a river, Brunswick, uh, but now oftentimes it has been called Braunschweig, and that's not the stuff that you put on your bread um, my father liked it and it make, used to make us gag. But beautiful, beautiful um, uh, area. Then we're going to go down to a place called Wolfenbüttel and Goslar. Uh, here is the church in Wolfenbüttel. This, what happened was the dukes that were in, in uh, Braunschweig, um, they were forced out. If, if you know something about the history of Germany, um, Whenever a, t a city became extremely prosperous, the burghers, the people who were the, the tradesmen of the town, they would gain enough power to actually expel the aristocracy from their town. And of course they did this because the aristocracy wanted all their money. And uh, the dukes of, um, of uh, Braunschweig were expelled and they went to the city of Wolfenbüttel and this is, of course, almost all of the dukes are buried in this church there in Wolfenbüttel. We'll have a chance, hopefully, to go down into the crypts as well. This is what it is that this fortress looked like. It was a very famous fortress because it was almost impregnable. During the Thirty Years' War, it was a fortress that um, could never be captured. Uh, and here is the town square. Uh, you can see some of the timber frame buildings in the center. August the Younger, who was the Duke at the time of the Thirty Years' War. And then we're going to that evening, we're going to this kind of the special treat of the trip. Amanda, you'll, you'll like this. We're not going to play volleyball, I promise you. Um, this is it's called Wasser Schloss Westerberg. We're going to all work on our German. Uh, Wasser Schloss, um, this is a water castle and um, Here's the courtyard of the water castle, and uh, this is the swimming pool of the water castle. Um, it's got to be about the most beautiful pool I've ever seen in my life. Um, then from there, we're going to go to Eisleben, which was the city of Luther's birth. A uh, couple of pictures here that I stole from Chris Colson. Um, there's a statue of Martin Luther in the center. Luther was both born here. This is where it is that he was baptized. Luther was born in, in Eisleben, and he also died in Eisleben. It was more by coincidence. Um, he was there trying to be able to settle the disputes with the counts of Mansfield, and um, he was extremely ill, and he died there. But this is where it is. We'll go to the church where he was baptized. That's the house where Luther grew up and the pulpit where he preached his last sermon. This is St. Andrew's Church in Eisleben, and of course it will be a, a great experience to talk about that. There you see the 
Now, not only the statue of, of Luther here, but in the background, uh, these are called epitaphs. You see them all over the churches in Germany. When the uh, nobility or the aristocracy died, they would usually pay for an extremely um, beautiful epitaph that they would put in the church. And you see the, the, uh, the family crests that are on both sides, uh, both wife and also husband. That tells you their entire genealogy, where they came from, uh, the families that they were born to in Germany. Um, a number of years ago, we were there, happened to be there when they had a festival. This is what people dressed like back in the days of Martin Luther. So that's what, if you were hanging around the streets, you, that's what it is that people would be looking like. This is, uh, from there, we are going to go down to Eisenach. Eisenach is where Luther went to school. It is also at the base of the mountain or the hill where the Wartburg Castle is to be found. And it is somewhat famous for the fact that, um, that uh, this is where it is that uh, Bach uh, was from. And um, this is where we're going to be staying. That's the hotel in Azenach. Uh, there's the Wartburg Castle. This is where Luther hid out. Um, uh, some of you have already been there, but this is where... Luther spent that, uh, that almost that year in the castle after he had been put under the imperial ban and where he translated the New Testament uh, from the uh, Greek into the German. Um, if you can read that, you are truly a good German. Um, Himmel und Erde werden vergehen, aber meine Worte vergehen nicht. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. God's word stands, he says. Here is Johann Sebastian Bach, who came from uh, Eisenach, and we hope that we'll have a chance to go to the museum there, uh, a box museum. This is one of Chris Colson's pictures. He had his eye out for all the beautiful flowers that they have through Germany, and we should probably do that too. There's... They, have a, they love their flowers there. Then um, we're going to go to um, Erfurt, which is where Luther um, uh, went to, to university and where ultimately he entered into a monastery. Weissenfels is somewhat of an unusual stop. I'll tell you a little bit more about that as well as Halle in just a second. Here in Erfurt, uh, this is where it is that Luther, we believe, was ordained into the ministry in this a cathedral in the main square, very famous picture. Um, this is actually uh, how they dealt with rain runoff, I guess, back in those days. Um, the streets of Erfurt, the monastery where Luther was, it was an Augustinian monastery. The Augustinians, if you understand anything about Luther, um, the Augustinians were the most severe monastery. They weren't a bunch of softies. If you were going to suffer, they knew how to make you suffer. And when Luther made his vow to go uh, into the priesthood, he did not choose to go into the priesthood in a monastery where they were going to be soft. Luther was going to go to the place where they were the toughest. They were the Marines, the spiritual Marines. Um, countryside, then outside of Erfurt, as we go along the southern edge of the Hartz Mountains, this, is, this area is called... Thuringia, and they're famous. Thuringia used to have impenetrable fortresses. 
uh, I mean, uh, impenetrable forests. Um, the trees there were thousands of years old, and um, the only place where civilization was able to develop was along the river valleys. And so we're going to be following the river valleys to the old towns. If you remember the two great poets of Germany, you remember who they were? There was Goethe and there was Schiller, the two great poets uh, connected to the city of Weimar. And then this is the palace that we are planning on going to in Weissenfels. It was, um, it was here that the body of Gustavus Adolphus was laid after he was killed. You understand who Gustavus Adolphus is? You really should know this, don't you think? It's one of those things that you want to say on your first date. Do you know who Gustavus Adolphus is? And if he doesn't know, you break up with him right then and there, okay? Uh, Gustavus Adolphus was a king of Sweden. He came down from Sweden when he saw that the imperial forces in the year uh, six, the war began in 1618, and I believe that it was 1632 that Gustavus Adolphus was killed on the battlefield of Lutzen, not too far from Weissenfels, where they brought his, his body and placed it in the chapel. And today in that chapel in, in Lutzen, we have one of our Lutheran churches that is using that chapel today. That day will end in uh, Halle, a very uh, famous university in Halle, um, there was a guy by the name of Henry Melchior Muhlenberg who was known as the father of Lutheranism in America, and he actually studied in Halle. They have said that he was, and many of the people that came out of Halle were pietists, and if, any, if you understand kind of what pietism is, um, because of the, probably because of the Thirty Years' War, you know, probably half of Germany died in the Thirty Years' War, it was so devastated, it took a hundred years before Germany, both economically and also population-wise, were able to restore something of themselves. And the people were devastated, and along with it, there was a devastation also of the faith. Um, you know, they didn't have enough pastors, and the pastors that were there were trying to survive themselves. One of my ancestral pastors, his wife died, and he did not have enough, he couldn't get remarried because he didn't have enough food to feed his wife. That's how severe it was. I mean, you could, a lot of people died of starvation. A lot of people died of disease because they were starving. And it also destroyed a lot of their religious hope. And so it kind of became a dead land. And the pietists came along and they said, look, we need to be able to bring, we need to bring feelings and emotions and tenderness back to the church. And so these pietists, they wanted to be able to sing hymns and songs and become engaged in works of love and they built orphanages and, and so on. They, they, the Moravians were kind of born out of this, if you know anything about the Moravians out east. Um, and so the Hala became the kind of the center of this and uh, Muhlenberg uh, came from Hala, was sent back over here to the United States, sent to the area of Philadelphia and there in that area he started and became really kind of the father of the New York Synod and the Pennsylvania Synod, um, ordained the first pastors, uh, set up 
uh, seminary training for pastors. And um, so Hala's influence and impact is significant. This is where we'll stay, one of those modern places. Um, this is a picture of the choir, if you remember how I organized the Reformation 500 uh, tour for these pastors. They sang at this uh, church in Hala. There's Handel. Uh, and you can see the, the great uh, glory of some of these churches. The, um, the church that our church body uses in Hala is actually a part of the castle where Albrecht of Mainz, sometimes called uh, Cardinal Albrecht of Mainz, what did he do in the Reformation? Now this is contingent upon, you have, the answer is contingent upon being accepted into membership today, you know that. Albrecht of Mainz, what did, he, what did he do? He began the sale of? Indulgences. Yes. And he, interestingly enough, isn't it nice to know that when he, the guy who started the sale of indulgences in the chapel of his, church, of his um, castle, that is now the church that is being used by our Lutheran church over there for worship. And we're going to meet the pastor when we go there. Thereafter, we will head for Wittenberg, and you can see the glory. It's, Wittenberg has really, it's, it's become just almost a beautiful city, just really incredible. There's the, there are the two main churches there. Here's the castle church, and then there's the town church. This is the, um, remember the famous uh, doors here, the Wittenberg doors with the 95 theses on them? And this is the town church, the Stadtkirche, they call it where it is that Luther preached some of his sermons as well. This is our choir that sang there in that church. And um, the, uh, the um, crests or the coat of arms of all of these significant individuals in the Reformation are on the walls there. Here's a statue of Philip Melanchthon. Here's the hotel that we're going to be staying at. You can see Luther's town church there in the background. This is the interior of that Stadtkirche. You can see the paintings by Louis Cranach at the altar up there. And then the last day is going to be Berlin and the hotel and the Jewish memorial. And one of the, they have all these statues all over Berlin. This is um, a guy by the name of von Blücher. I'll give $10 to anybody who can tell me who Von Blucher was. Yeah, somebody's over there on their phone. Thing. That, that's cheating. Sylvie <laughs> so, doesn't count. She, um, Blucher was actually the Prussian general that defeated, uh, really brought about the defeat of Napoleon at Waterloo. Um, so he was, a, he was a, probably considered to be one of the greatest generals in all of um, German history. There's Brandenburg Gate, and you recognize that as the Reichstag. That's what, uh, what uh, Adolf Hitler burned in it so that he could gain con total control over Germany. And, of course, this was, um, this was a town square with a couple of churches in it. And then we go home on the 18th. So there you have it. Now, we are wanting quickly to uh, have those of you that are going on the tour 
Stacy and Ray are going to make themselves available in the library, and they're going to go over and make sure that they have all the information that they are needing. So not to say goodbye and so long, but goodbye and so long, and if you would follow Ray and Stacy over to the library if you're going on the trip, if that's okay. Oh, I tell you what, can I, can I real briefly introduce our, our new members? I'm sorry. Um, yes, we want to invite, I'm going to, we have that other microphone? We don't have that other microphone. Okay, well, we'll have to do, get, make do here. Okay, first of all, we've got the Morris family. We want to make them, even though they couldn't answer all my questions, Come on up, and we'd like to be able to have you introduce yourself to our, our group. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Testing. There we go. All right. We, um, we are going to make you master of ceremonies if you can do all this right. Uh, I'm William Morris. I'm Amanda. This is Mary, and this is Jacob. We are. We are. From? Oh, we're from Indianapolis. <laughs> we live really close, actually. Uh, Will works for Comcast. I'm a full-time Tupperware representative, and they go to Covenant. Jacob is a junior, and Mary's a freshman. And that's helpful for our people. And you have relatives in our church, right? We do. My mom and dad, uh, Jim and Mary Dowling, our members, have been for quite some time. Jim, Jim handles almost all of our computer stuff that we do in, the, in our office as well. And uh, you are transferring over from? Uh, we're transferring over from our shepherd. We were there for about 11 years. Uh, the children went to school there from uh, kindergarten through eighth grade. And we just, we live over here. Okay. So it was a commute to go back and forth. So we thought, and we have some friends. Kay was there. I was Kay's aide uh, when she was a pre-K uh, teacher at, at, at our shepherd. So okay. yeah, we have some friends here. So that's what it is. Yeah, we knew that you were working in the school there. Mm -hmm. We just didn't, we're too, too certain about that. Okay. <laughs> well, it's wonderful to have you. Uh, you. Congratulations. Here's this and um, uh, also this. There we go. Thank you. Thank you very much. We welcome you to our congregation. No. No, that's not a dartboard. No. That's, uh, all right. We, in first service, we, um, in, we, uh, Introduce Jennifer Durantes. Jennifer, do you want to come up? There she is. Now that we've we've um, explained kind of what it is that we did with somebody else, you can okay. tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, I'm Jennifer Durantes. So um, I moved here from Massachusetts about two months ago, <laughs> and and. Uh, um, what else do I have to do? What do you do? <laughs> What's your job? Oh, I'm a primary care doctor. Um, and I work in, in Carmel uh, for a community health network. And, uh, but I moved here because uh, my brother has been in Indianapolis for seven years, and my mom and I both decided to come out this way. So. And, and Jennifer, as I said in first service, she joined our, our, joined our choir before she even was a member. <laughs> and um, I, I was absolutely impressed by that. So you've been oh, in music too? Yeah, well, I've been uh, yeah I've been in church choirs for about thirty years probably. Okay. So. And you came from where? Um, so from First Lutheran in Holyoke, Massachusetts. Okay. And you, is that where you went to school too? No. <laughs> no, they have a school there, but no, I grew up in Connecticut. So. So you went, but you went to university. 
uh, medical uh, training? Oh, a medical school in uh, Rochester, New York. Okay, all right. Well, wonderful to have you here and to be a member of our congregation as well. Also, um, we're very happy to introduce you to the Fordyce family. I have you guys come up here. The kids are not here. They're probably in Sunday school there, but they uh, fortunately made it through the snow all the way down from Fort Wayne. Uh, good morning, everybody. I'm um, Andy Fordyce and uh, my wife. Heidi. Heidi. <laughs> so uh, we, we uh, are, are Indiana natives, but uh, I work for Dowager Sciences and just got transferred from, from Florida where we've been at Celebration Lutheran Church outside of Jacksonville uh, for the past, past five years. Uh, but we're back home again. I grew up about 60 miles straight west here on a, on a family farm in Putnam County, and, and Heidi's from uh, the Fort Wayne area where her, where her family is. So we're back, back home again, living in Zionsville, so uh, transferred up. So. Well, we're happy to have you. For, um, Heidi is also, she's got a lot of pastures in her family, so uh, she's going to be examining our sermons from now on. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, anyway, um, we're, uh, we're very happy to have them back and settled in, and we look forward to uh, your participation here at Advent. So. Yes. Thanks, Congratulations. Sure. Nice to have you here. And uh, last but not least, Madam Harris, would you please come forward? We, um, we expect you to spend 15 minutes explaining to us who you are. You said our dues. I thought, oh, just stay up and wave and say hi. <laughs> um, happy New Year. My name is Marina Harris. I live in Zinesville with my husband, Clint, and our 10-year-old daughter, um, Kelsey, who is downstairs running around Sunday school. Um, I'm originally from Fort Wayne, from um, St. Mark's Lutheran Church up there. We've been in Zinesville down here for quite a few years, just kind of hopping from one Lutheran church to the other. I haven't really settled down, but... We're getting, Kelsey's getting older. I'm, I'm missing being part of a church, so that's why I decided to make that New Year's resolution just just in time, and um, being a member. I've been at um, see HWC Engineering for the past what years? It's about 18 years. I'm a designer for a, a very civil engineer firm. So, thank well, you. She's at her her little daughter Kelsey. Um, <laughs> she's the most uh, loving kid I've ever seen. She'll she, hug everybody. She, <laughs> Well, that kind of ruins my, my whole yeah. story. I kind of was hoping that I was special. <laughs> no, but she's, she is, she is, she's a lover. Her, yes. So, and we're very happy to have you, Miranda, and God's blessings to you. Thank you. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, those of you, again, who are uh, headed on this trip, if you would please run back and uh, check in with uh, our two great workers. Um, I would appreciate that and make sure that we are all set to go. We're hoping that we can get our tickets purchased as soon as possible so that uh, we can make sure that everybody can get on the same plane. Um, otherwise, it might be kind of dangerous. Um, those of you um, who are left, who haven't been raptured, um, I am, uh, as you know, uh, as you might know, I am going to be going on sabbatical now for two and a half months. Um, Sobe and I are going to be um, taking off on the 3rd of uh, January. Um, we have a, um, 
an adventurous vehicle that we are hoping will uh, survive uh, through the trip, a 1987 Volkswagen camper bus. And um, um, everybody thinks that we're just going back to hippie days, but um, uh, that's not true. Um, we're just going to try to be able to kind of make our way all the way first down to Florida, and then we're going to be driving all the way across country out to California. And we'll be seeing our daughter out there. We'll be staying a few uh, weeks out in California. We have a son up in San, in San Francisco. We'll be seeing him up in San Francisco. And then I have a sister in Portland, Oregon. We're going to go up there. And then Sylvie has a brother in Montana. So we're going to be going to Montana and then back home. So um, please uh, uh, be good um, while I'm away. Um, we, uh, we hope and pray that God takes good care of you, and I don't want any of you to die. Would you please not do that? I don't want to be away when those things happen. Um, I get kind of emotional when I come back, and I've missed something like that. Um, we hope that, uh, that our congregation remains faithful during this time. It's kind of a, I guess you might say, it's kind of a test run for my retirement that's going to take place in May. So if you guys burn out uh, Pastor Grady, we're going to be in big trouble. Take good care of him, okay? And he'll take good care of you too. Well, we've got about 10 minutes of good fellowship time, and I think we have about 500 boxes of donuts back there. So because of the weather, I suspect that we're probably um, suffering a little bit from people coming to church, but I'm hoping that our second service is a little bit better. All right, let's have a prayer, shall we? Oh, Lord God, Heavenly Father, we give you thanks that you have brought these new members to our congregation to become heart and soul with us in this one great cause of bringing the gospel to our hearts and to the hearts of those in our community and to the people of this world. We pray for your blessing upon them. We pray also that you would take care of all of us as we are planning on now going to Germany. We pray for good, safe travels. We hope that all of our preparations and all of our work will find its true fulfillment in a higher purpose in you. We all this we pray now asking for your help and guidance and your angels to watch over us and care for us in this time. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.